Hey, the gang is back. All three of us are back. Obviously, everyone knows this is called the Four Outdoorsmen, and there are only three of us. But uh, Aaron behind the glass is going to carry over for Brandon tonight. Thanks for doing that. But uh, I'm here, Steve Strasinski, Sam Oftedall, Mark Lukey, and we're blessed and privileged to be here because we have a lot of fun on the Four Outdoorsmen. How you guys going? This is the first time you've been together in a month. Yeah, because a month. My wife and I, I missed three Sundays. Which is, uh, I feel bad about, but I was on a cruise. and Don't um, feel bad about it. And then Sam uh, was missed last week because you were feeling a little bit under, under the weather. I think, you, I think you're getting sick on purpose so you can win that weight loss contest that you and Mark got going on. Uh, no, that's not it. That's uh, not it? I haven't really started. <laughs> <laughs> I've started, but it isn't working, I'll tell you that. Yeah, we had the, like, the flu kind of come go through us, and then my, my brother-in-law and all their family did too. So I just didn't – I was starting to feel better, but I just didn't want to spread it. You know, I'd like to try and keep it. And That's what you get. You have four kids. You know, two of them are in school. One, you know – well, all of them go to something during the week once in a while, but it's four kids, man, and I don't I don't have the world's greatest immune system. I'm waiting for the, for the, the ceiling to come down on me someday because, honest to God, I don't think I've ever been sick. And I never missed a day of school as a kid right through high school uh, unless I took it off for some special occasion or something. I've never missed a day of work for being sick. I even went in when I was hungover if I had to. And I'm just I, – the only things I've got wrong with me are the things that I've done myself by trying to cut down trees or something. You know? But uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, bl- I'm Like you never I'm, get a cold? You've got I, oh, I get little, COVID. I got, yeah, you I get, COVID yeah. for goodness yeah. sake. I, and you know what? I would have gone to work. No, you you. <laughs> It, you gave a kidney, okay? I gave a kidney. I donated a kidney. No, yeah, yeah. I I will say this. Norm, like I said, I have I don't have the world's greatest uh, immune system, but uh, I kicked COVID's butt. That a boy. That a boy. And I feel good about it. <laughs> hey, I just got done uh, with the Twins game, and this is my third Twins game, which was a lot of fun. Most people know who listen to the show. I love I've been doing that for almost as long as this show, and I worked the Twins game. It might be my eighth year doing that as well, uh, 30 games a year or so. And today, when, honestly, God, might have been my best day ever at the, at the ballpark, and, and I did not see one home run. I think they hit six or seven home runs. There was a grand slam. I didn't see one. It was just all the people I met and the things I did to help people feel good, giving out little things, first time, uh, you know, first game attendance awards to little kids, that kind of stuff, and just holding conversations. And I met some one. I'm told I met this guy from a, who's got a place in Aruba, and I think I think we're going. I think we're going there. I uh, met a couple of kids from White Bear Lake. Um, wait, wait, wait. Let's back up. Aruba, Aruba. You, you met a guy from Aruba that invited you to stay with him. Oh, I don't. I don't think he'd want me to stay with him. I don't. He's got. No, he, he said that. He's like, I want you to stay with. No, him. no, no. He says you are my guest. No, but let's back up. You are my guest. Off air, you told us how you initiated that conversation by saying, "Hey, man, nice tan." I, I did. <laughs> probably like, I still got it. That's a, that's an opener. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He looked like alligator skin. You know, he's like eighty years old, trying to look forty, but. Uh, no, it, it did meet that guy, and, I, and so we held a conversation about where he just came back from Aruba. He's got two homes in Aruba, and he and his wife go there for four or five months every year. They come back for the Minnesota Twins. If the Vikings are doing well, they'll stick around. If not, they go to Aruba, and they finish up the winter in, uh, oh, not Venezuela, but someplace down there. They go someplace else, and they come back. And it's really, and he said after a while, I said, you, uh, you ever want to come down? You're my guest. Well, i I told him I was married, so he knows about that. Did you get his number or something? He got my number. He got my number. Can you guys uh, hear me all right? 
Yeah. Very well. Yeah, okay. very well. I can't Intimate, hear myself uh, in the headphones. We have a couple of new listeners as well, for sure. <clears throat> we got a, a young man named uh, Frank, and I think Jack. And Frank is going to be Jack's brother-in-law here in, uh, I think, a couple of weeks. Getting married there from White Bear Lake. Love outdoor stuff. Talked for a long, long time. And as before I even left those guys, he shows me, hey, I got you on Spotify, pal. So, oh, cool. Uh, so uh, thanks for being a listener to the show, you guys. It was a lot of fun at the ballpark today. We, uh, yeah, I want to do a quick shout out as well. Um, I actually think they're all listening right now, but, uh, my father-in-law turns 61 tomorrow. We got to celebrate him today. So, uh, you guys obviously both know Brian and my family really well. Mm -hmm. So happy birthday, Brian tomorrow. And, uh, thanks for listening to the show and sit back and relax. And hopefully the kids aren't too loud so you guys can hear us. Yeah. It's fun. Knowing his family is very easy because everybody's named Brian. Hell, I just uh, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? I'm gonna call him Brian. <laughs> a whole bunch That's of awesome. A whole bunch of them, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, you know this week has been fun because, like I said, it's uh, Mark and I have been talking turkey left and right, and um, I've been talking turkey with quite a few people. But we, uh, it feels like my my main subject lately, and uh, went out early this morning, uh, about six thirty, six forty, and. Started listening to see if any were gobbling and heard about four or five gobbles and openers on Wednesday, and it's exciting, man. Are you going to do season A? I, I, I don't know yet. Yeah. Maybe. I just said I'm going to do season B just because um, my dad is coming up this weekend for Easter, and I have a lot of stuff going on, so I'll do the next weekend. Can you use that muzzle loader for turkey? You cannot. Um, you can use a bow or shot. So. Oh, Okay. But Mark got a really cool. Uh, can I say this? Yeah, Mark got a really cool shotgun from his dad, and it, well, we figured it's a. I think because it's taped up, but my guess it's a Browning A five. Uh, I don't know. It said Model Eleven on the receiver. Does yeah. that matter? No, I think I think uh, I'm going to look it up. I'm Maybe. guessing it's from the '60s. It's got like the high back of the chamber, you know, like they did with shotguns for a while. Yeah, where it's like the. The barrel stops and then goes makes like a right angle down to um, the butt, but um, <laughs> but down. anyway, it's can't it's camo taped, so I can't I can't see it. But okay, it uh, looks like a Remington Model Eleven. Okay, which is the same shape as the A five. Which yep, uh, great gun. Anyways, go on. Sorry, we got to pattern it yesterday. <clears throat> he he kind of gave up on turkey hunting. He's he's getting older. He's in his eighties and. So he gave me a plethora of turkey things because he knows it's my new passion that I'm terrible at. And um, got some new box calls, got a nice camo hat, and got he gave me this shotgun. So I'm going to try to try to shoot a turkey with this shotgun. And it patterned well. We Very patterned well. it. And uh, it, there's no choke at all in it. No. No way to put a choke on it. Nope. So I'm going to let her buck. Let her buck or let her turkey. You, you, uh, you being the only son in the family has really worked out well for you. It does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And uh, I like a lot of the same things my dad does. So, yes, it does work yeah, out. Yeah, that works out really well. <laughs> What's cool about this gun, so like Mark was saying, so like on modern guns, they're more like they have a nicer like oval back of the receiver. Well, this has kind of straight up and goes out. And his dad camo taped it with like duct tape. Actually did a phenomenal job. And on the back of it, he put about the size of maybe like a pea, like a vegetable. It's a yellow sticker that says, be safe. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. It's like, it's like having a stop that is on not the back like of your hockey dad. jersey. Yeah, yeah, that is not like my dad. I'm guessing he paid to have someone do that, and they put it on there. Because yeah. be safe. Never in my childhood was I safe on anything. So I, I doubt that came from him. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what. We got a little shout out to what our first guest is going to be. Johnny Candle. He's at six twenty. What a good name. Yeah, it's, it's a cool name, man. That's no wonder he's a big shot. But he says he's putting the pressure on us. I'm letting you know now before six twenty. I reminded him, hey, we're going to be on. Dad, I'll call you at 620. Johnny says, got it, 620. I'm going to count on you boys to have the particulars right in front of you. He said, I do not uh, have dates and such memorized. Uh-oh, look Uh-oh. up his stuff. Look up his it. stuff. All right. I know I posted something about that event on my Facebook page so I can uh, go back and get that info. I know the date's July 28 and 29. That's what I think. But anyway, we'll, we'll be ready for you, Johnny boy, and thanks for taking the time. How was your week, guys? What did you guys do? Well, it's been a great week, and you know how you guys are all traveling the world. I've been here every week, so uh, I'm I'm dialed in with the outdoors. No, everything is going great. Turkey season's coming. Obviously, ice isn't off the water. I see a lot of boats hauling home. A lot of people are getting their boats ready. Some people going on the river. Um, I have a question for you, Sam. Okay. I love this. In... Last week's outdoor news letters to the editor, which is my favorite part of the whole magazine to read. Yours probably too, Stu. I I enjoy it, yeah. People writing in and complaining about stuff. Yep, You know, right now they're considering shotgun-only zones in the southern part of the state being converted to rifles. Yeah. One guy wrote in, Rodney Maxwell, and he said, you know, why don't they just have, like, smooth cartridge rifles like a... 4570, 44 mag, or 444, a rifle cartridge just with a smooth. Yeah. What they, they refer to that as a straight wall cartridge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what well, I. Hang on a second. I do, a, I do an outdoor radio talk show. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. All right. So if you look at a projectile in, or a bullet and how the, the hull of the bullet where the primer is, that's the shaft of it is. The same size, and it narrows down to the bullet, right? Okay. It has uh, that shoulder, okay. if you will. Like a forty-five down, they say, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, neck down is if you take one of those rounds and trim it down oh, further. Okay. But they just call it that shoulder um, where that projectile sits and is crimped in. A straight wall cartridge, like a forty-five seventy or forty-four, picture like an old Western type of gun that it's there's no curvature or no shoulder it is straight up it almost looks like a mini shotgun shell with a lead bullet on the end of it and those are more like a i'm gonna say muzzle loader ish where they're not very pointed projectiles they're more of a rounder as you probably heard of the phrase brush gun sure so it's my 30 30 i thought was a brush gun perfect it's straight wall cartridge Oh, I uh, th- yeah, it is. It's I guess I knew that. Um, so, like, it, it it's a it's a round that isn't built for distance, but it's built for like a two hundred and fifty or less. But that packs a punch. I personally am a huge advocate for switching it, and I think they should switch it to straight wall cartridge because there's probably four or five other states in this like mid upper Midwest, like yeah. I'm gonna say Missouri area. It says up. Iowa and Michigan. Yeah, so they converted it to straight wall cartridge, and then like. Like Winchester created a, a a new round that you can put into an AR platform, which is less recoil for kids, called the 350 Legend, and that's a straight wall cartridge. So there's going to be rounds coming out because like a 4570, I mean that's like a that's a cowboy it, gun. It, it's gonna it's gonna punch your shoulder. 
But yeah, I, I think it should go to a straight wall cartridge because it gives you a little bit more accuracy because people are trying to like I, you and I have you have the Savage two twelve, I have a Savage two twenty. We can reach out and at two hundred yards. It's could be you know you're not as accurate. Right, and people are trying to stretch those limits. Where I think if you have a straight wall cartridge, you can. So dial you're it saying in. that you shouldn't be able to use a thirty out six or a three hundred eight only straight wall cartridge. Because I'm kind of thinking, you know, those slugs that we use now, the saddle yeah. slugs, that's probably almost as accurate as a forty five seventy. It is, but right? it's going to drop for sure. It is, but it, the trajectory of it is going to plummet significantly. After a certain yardage, opposed okay. to like a 30 yard six, it could drop 18 inches at 500 and 600 yards. So if you're shooting at the right trajectory, that can easily go 1,000, 1,200 yards, whereas uh, a Sabo or a straight walled cartridge will, won't go a quarter of that. Aaron, you got all this? You know, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, just to clear clear it up here. You're talking about the cartridge itself. Is is you don't no one's gonna have to change weapons. No, they rifles. will. You would, oh, have they to, will. you would have to go okay. from a shotgun to like a rifle. Okay, but you could use a thirty thirty. Yeah, they're saying they don't want. If you change to rifles only, they don't want you to use like like cartridges that'll go or yeah, bolts that'll go really yard. really far. Right. Yeah. Okay. Or they'll they'll pe- just, they'll pierce. So like a two seventy, a thirty out six, a three oh eight. They are designed, you know, obviously if depending on the type of round, but like if you shoot through something something, it could go a, a distance, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously a, a like a a hunting round, they're hollow point or you know, f- full metal jacket where they could they expand and can take out. Um but I mean like in an area like mine, you know, it there's there's a couple houses that, you know, right I, I could shoot in that towards that area with a shotgun and feel comfortable but if it was a 308 i would i wouldn't take that shot but you're never shooting over a ridge either you know what i mean yeah but also there's so much feet per second coming out of that if you hit a rock it could ricochet and carry you know a long way yeah okay well that's that's interesting i I just think a straight wall cartridge i'm surprised by your answer yeah and i'm i'm going off of safety yeah um the the hunter in me is like let them let them buck let them do whatever they want but I think, especially after being in the area like mine, there is houses, there is established businesses like yeah. the Frisbee golf course. Um, I would prefer to have that as a straight wall cartridge. And the thing is, is where most shotgun zones are is country and rural areas. Yeah. And think about if you're shooting into a cornfield, a lot of those aren't perfectly flat, and you're shooting a, a high-powered rifle out of, like, I mean, it could ricochet. Mm-hmm. That's, where, that's, that's where I stand. But I do think, like down in southern Minnesota, on like a thousand acre cornfield, you know, or a thousand acre property that has huge cornfields, it gives you the benefit of shooting more deer because you don't have to wait for them to be within 150 yards. Right. I'd How agree. far would you feel comfortable shooting a 45, 70, or 44 mag? I mean, <clears throat> that can't shoot past 200 yards, can it? No. Mm-mm. But you could be a lot more accurate than a shotgun. Now, take the Savage 212 and 220 out because those things are pile drivers. Yeah. Um, but. You could get a lot more fine-tuned accuracy with those straight-wall cartridges compared to your typical slug gun. Right. Isn't it amazing how how quiet I am when the conversation turns to something that we're, you need knowledge? <laughs> <laughs> well, we figure you got the rest of the show. Well, uh, yeah. so I wanted to... Let's go back to true. So how do you like approach a guy with a good tan? <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. I'm That's just wonderful. Through, yeah. That's my that, you know guns are my passion, so yeah, I could get, I could talk all And men with tan or mine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it, true. Yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, he'll so that, call me. He, trust me, he'll call me. That's yeah. my thing. So, but yeah, I think uh, I think it's interesting. I think that that should be definitely voted on, and I also am an advocate that crossbows should be opened up across the board. You could use a crossbow, not just yes. old guys like me. I I, don't, I see why not. If uh, they, I I don't see why not. I think it'll get more youth into it. Um, people are afraid that more gun hunters are going to become archery hunters, and it's going to put more pressure on it. But I mean, okay. why not? Yeah. yeah. Letter. It's 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 a. I think the, it, the deer population is pretty yeah, safe right it, now. And the thing is too is I think getting more people into hunting is not a bad thing. Yeah. Speaking of that, did you uh, hear any of the show last week when we had Ty Brower on about the uh, Buffalo Ridge coyote hunt he has coming up? It's, it's every year, every year in February. I did listen to a part of it. Yeah. But uh, uh, that that would be fun. We're gonna work our we're gonna work our our magic and try to get down there with him. I think you know and. Uh, That'll be fun yeah. to shoot the coyotes. You mean I, at least see a coyote? I want to hear someone call now, in a coyote. Now that now those those typically you don't have to be in the same place. Like you could go hunt, you check in, but you could go hunt anywhere in Minnesota, right? right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we should hunt my spot because I have. Well, well, you got to go like then we'd have to drive down there with the coyotes, yeah. right? Drag them. Don't they it. have like it's a, not like a fish donkey app yeah, for coyotes. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh. All right. Yeah. I'm in. How long are the canines? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> maybe they should, maybe we, that's our new hot event. Our uh, you know have a hunting competition app. Sure. Yeah, that's a great idea. Uh, do you think you could shoot a coyote? You mean emotionally or yeah. absolutely <laughs> emotionally? Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. What I what I feel bad? For? Oh, oh, absolutely. I see them around my property probably once every two weeks. And that's in the city. Like I said on the show there. Like the turkeys and the, and the geese were 25, 30 years ago. You never saw one. Now you see them all over the place. Yeah. And, I would and, not um, feel bad shooting a coyote. Yeah. No. Speaking of that, if I'm, um, if I'm turkey Ladder hunting buck. out here, is Ladder. that legal? I don't know. Yeah. You there can isn't shoot. a season, There's right? no season or no limit, limits for coyotes. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. If, okay. you don't, if you see a coyote. I feel like I should know that, but I don't. I'm going to tell you this right now. Put this on the record. If you see a coyote and don't shoot it, don't tell Kirsten. So she will be ticked, but that you I didn't don't want to shoot, shoot it. it with birdshot. Like, do I bring one slug or what? No, wounded. It <laughs> ain't gonna go far. If it's close enough, if it's within like fifteen yards, a turkey load comes out like a freaking slug. Okay, just shoot it, uh, or you can <laughs> shoot pack. it one leg at a time. You have your permit to carry, don't you? <laughs> I do. Pack your pistol. All right. Well, good to know because I did see one last year and I did not yeah. shoot it. If you don't shoot it, Kirsten will probably never invite you over again. This, my wife wants so put a bowl coyote of dog taxidermy chow. hanging up so bad. She sees a coyote and her blood pressure rises. Like, let's go get it. Yeah. How about ice off? What do you think? We're going to make May first. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be close. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's it's going to be crummy this week, but um, I think. Ice is melting rather fast. Last year at our cabin in Chautauqua, Wisconsin, Diana always keeps track of this on her phone. April 6th was the first day we were on the pontoon boat, cruising and acting like old people. That was four days ago. That's early for that's, normal. Yeah, it's, it's, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a lot of time on the I water. I think it's been pretty windy. I think uh, I saw like high 50s this week. There might mm-hmm. be some rain too. Does that help? Um, yeah, I, I would wind, think so, yeah. Rain, rain yeah. definitely does a job. I remember four years ago or five years ago, we had to postpone the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest, which is the week before fishing opener, because there was still ice on Mille Lacs, or on uh, Minnetonka. Yeah, I so, that. Yeah, is that the one where you can win that CF Moto? Yeah, I can talk about that quick. Thanks to our sponsor, Power Lodge, who donated a Seaforce uh, CF Moto ATV 600 Sportsman's Edition 
beautiful machine, all red. You can win that by entering the Minnesota Bound Crappie Contest May 7th at Lord Fletcher's on Lake Minnetonka. All you have to do is buy a ticket, and any size crappie can win. And I'll tell you, you can you can catch crappies right off the dock there. You don't have to have a boat. And uh, it's a great opportunity, and it all goes to charity. So thank you, Power Lodge, and thank you, Ron Share Productions, my boss, for putting that on. Everybody's... Uh, um crazy about rainy river it'd be kind of fun to get up there sometime see what happens this time of the year in rainy river there's like enough boats like it is like malax and they're catching will goble wilba we call him wilba his buddy of the fishing fireman calls him but he caught some 57 inch sturgeon one of his buddies did yeah he's he's they're having a ball up there yeah, this time of year is is for hardcores that can't wait so they're going to the river or rainy river or you know the Mississippi, like there's those guys that are like, I can't wait till ice is Last up. Wednesday, good friends of mine from Chatech, Wisconsin went golfing, and it was absolutely crap out. But <laughs> they, they opened the door, and they went out there to say they're, the, they're, they're going to go. So No thanks. I said, like, uh, just, like, just like fishing open when it's 32 degrees and blowing, I don't want to be there. The water's going to be there in a couple of weeks. Let's wrap it up. Let's get to um, our first guest, Johnny Candle. And Johnny, Mark Lukey promises you that he's going to be all set for all the technical stuff about your uh, tournament coming up. Take care, John. Just enjoying Bob Outdoors with the four outdoorsmen on a Sunday evening. It's a good thing. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devil's. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devil's Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilslakemd.com. Dezeal Heating and Air Conditioning has let the dogs out, and their two-fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dezeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two-fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at DezealHVAC.com. That's D-E-Z-I-E-L-HVAC.com. Hey, let's get straight to the point now. If you're a dreaming of the perfect summer vacation, Balsam Beach Resort and RV Park is simply wonderful. The fishing is great, but Lake Plantagenet is only the beginning. At Balsam Beach, the emphasis truly is on your family. Beautiful heated pool, daily activities, perfectly maintained grounds and cabins, a sandy beach with plenty of water toys, even Friday night campfires. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself why many, many Balsam Beach guests return year after year. Hey, visit balsambeachresort.com. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. 
Jeff Jones here from the No Repeat Workday, and we are doing the Summer Walleye Connection again, July 3rd through the 6th, and I want you to come join me. Ballard's Resort had so many people reach out interested in the Bob FM Summer Walleye Connection, they opened a few more spots on the bus. But I don't know how much longer they're going to last. Call 218-634-1849 or go to mybobcountry.com for more info and to sign up. Three nights lodging, two days guided fishing, and that includes all your meals, rods, reels, bait, tackle. you got to come with me to Ballard's Resort on Lake of the Woods this summer. You know your closet well, but what does it sound like? Yes, your closet. Does it whisper your taste? Does it scream your taste? Stitch Fix gets to know your unique style and fit. Its selection transforms to show you only the looks and trends you'll love. With a shopping experience that evolves alongside your taste, your closet will scream so you without actually screaming. Stitch Fix for women and men. We're so you. There are so many words to describe Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. The chicken, juicy, succulent, seared. The brioche roll, buttery and toasty. The Parmesan crisps, crunchy, tangy. The secret aioli, creamy and rich. All those words. But when you have a bite, you might just be left speechless. Panera's new chef's chicken sandwiches. Enjoy a free drink with purchase of a new chef's chicken sandwich. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash online code. All right, we're back. The four outdoorsmen on the air again, thanks to Aaron, our man behind the glass, and Johnny Candle is our first guest. Johnny, thanks for being on the four outdoorsmen. How's it going today? Every day is a gift, young man. Every day is a gift. Last time I talked to you, I said that, and you said, I'm not so young. I, but I, You've been around a long time, but you're not as old as I am. But uh, you're not so young, huh? No, I'm not as young as I used to be, nor as much as I'd want to be. But uh, hit that 50-year-old mark a few years back. And uh, I'm not going to say it's downhill, but uh, but the uh, uphill climb has slowed a little. Let's put it that way. Yeah, like Toby Keith says, uh, I'm not as good as I once was, but I like that song. And yeah, You're right. You know, I'm, I'm 70, and I thought about it this morning. Little by little, I've got a lot of energy, and God's been good to me and all that. I'm healthy, but, man, stuff hurts. And uh, i got to start choosing. i got to start playing shuffleboard or something more than softball. But, uh, <laughs> Johnny well, Candle. I'll tell you what, I've been uh, crawling around inside a, a boat getting it rigged up to start the summer here soon. And uh, I didn't realize how much I hurt till two days of <laughs> wrapping around pedestal seat posts and crawling through battery storage compartments. And, oh, man, the, the aches and pains came out of nowhere after those two days. But they, they come with a lot of excitement, uh, you know, getting that boat ready to go i think we talked the other day about golf clubs right same kind of thing you, you know yep. i know it's still a couple of weeks before i'm going to get to use it but man getting in there and and fishing wires around and looking at storage compartments and figuring out where things are going to go it just makes a guy get fired up for spring what kind of boat did you buy what time what did you buy so i've got a, a lund 219 pro v gl the big fiberglass model uh been running those here for a couple of years I'm on the on the Lund Pro staff. Great company to represent. Love using their products, and again, uh, just uh, again the excitement of getting it ready to go. It's, it can hardly contain yourself, you know. Yeah. Johnny Mark here. Do people look twice when they see you have a fiberglass boat and it's a Lund? I, I know they haven't been doing that forever, but how do you like the fiberglass Lund? Uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, that thing gets across the water really, really well, really smooth. 
lots of nice storage options, uh, comfortable for guys' clients. Uh, you know, I was a tournament angler for close to 30 years. did a great job going full speed across big water to get to the tournament spots, but uh, does an equal job now as a guide. Uh, one thing that's nice about the guide business, you slow down a little. Uh, your equipment doesn't take quite the abuse that it would in a tournament situation. And uh, this big lun does a great job for the guiding as well. So uh, I couldn't be happier. Johnny Mark here again. Um, you've, you've lived an incredibly interesting life and path so far. Um, your dad, I believe, was a, a boat captain. And so he learned really young on the Great Lakes area. And then we're a, a tournament fisherman for a long time. And so after traveling the world, how did you end up in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, one of our favorite spots in the world? Well, there's a really, really long story. Uh, there's a woman involved. <laughs> and uh, we'll probably have to leave it at that since this is a family show. But, uh, yeah, that's no, funny. Uh, I was born and raised in the northeast part of Ohio. Uh, did grow up the son of a Lake Erie charter boat captain. Started tournament angling uh, right out of college. I fished my first pro tournament at 23 years old. Had no business fishing a pro-level walleye tournament at 23 years old and found out right away that I didn't. But by the end of that first season, was showing some promise. Uh, the second year I fished the national tour, uh, the, the, the PWT back then, ended up on Lake Chikakawea, North Dakota. That's where I met my first Mrs. Candle. Uh, she's not any longer, but, you know, things don't always go perfectly. Uh, don't. But that's what got me to North Dakota for a living. Moved from... Western North Dakota on Lake Kakawea here to Devil's Lake in the year 2000, Y2K, and I've been here ever since, and, and it's my home. Uh, I've got a beautiful house on the water. I'm actually looking out over some ice that's not going to be there a whole lot longer and and uh, couldn't ask for a better place to raise a family since then. Got grandkids now, and, uh, man, like you said, uh, heaven on earth. It's one of the most incredible places you can be. Uh, especially from May through October, right when uh, when the wind's not blowing the snow sideways and crossways, you you couldn't trade this place for anywhere. John, I know you won a couple of big professional tournaments in your career and placed in a whole bunch. I love looking at your background, but all of a sudden now I see that you're doing as much speaking and doing seminars and and just teaching people more about fishing, almost more than what you're than you're fishing. What do you prefer at this at this stage of your life? Yeah, yeah, it was time for a transition. I got 29 years in as a professional tournament angler. I, I would have loved to get a 30th year just to say I did, but it just didn't feel right. You know, the time had come, I don't want to say to hang up my sneakers. I, I'm not done tournament fishing. I'll still jump in a tournament here or there, but you're absolutely right. The transition now to guiding full-time, which is nothing more than teaching people to fish. You just uh, actually get to watch them catch a fish. And do the tournaments or the uh, seminar stuff. I'm sorry, not the tournaments, but seminar speaking. And again, teaching people marine electronics, uh, what lures to use when, how to pick where to fish and why you want to fish there. And I mean, all that fun stuff. Someone taught me, right? I didn't learn by myself. I didn't crawl out from under a rock and just know how to fish. And it just feels like it's the time in my career to transition from worrying about how many I can catch to giving back to other people yeah. uh, and helping them catch a few more along the way. And who knows, somewhere along the way, maybe I'll bump into the next Johnny Candle, right? The next young man or young lady or, or even someone that's not so young but new in their fishing career 
that gets inspired by some of the things I teach them and share with them, and and they go embark on a thirty-year fishing career. That that would be awesome if I could spark someone else to lead lead them into that lifestyle. Well said. Well, Johnny, this is Mark again. Do we have to call you Professor now? Because I <laughs> I got a great press release from our friend Susie at Devil's Lake. And it says that you also teach college-level course that helps students understand and appreciate fishing. Well, if you can get a professor's salary and benefits for teaching some kids how to fish, I think you've hit the jackpot. It's a pretty good gig, yeah. Yeah, I really wish it was full-time, but it's, uh, it's one class per semester. I teach at our local community college, Lake Region State College, right here in Devil's Lake. We do an ice fishing class in the spring semester because that obviously starts – in midwinter and ends in the spring. So we do an ice fishing class then, and we do an open water fishing class when the kids come back to school in August in the fall. Uh, therefore, what you and I would have called a phys ed credit, they don't call those classes phys ed anymore, but same concept, uh, life skills, right? Something that <laughs> you can leave college with and do it the rest of your lifetime. And uh, man, it's a lot of fun. I, I really enjoy the foreign exchange students or the kids that have zero fishing experience, right? There's always a kid in each class that is what Johnny Candle might have been when I was 18, 19 years old, right? Here's an easy A. I fish all the time. I know how to tie knots, blah, blah, blah. And those kids are fun too, but boy, the ones that come in really green, right? Like the young lady I had from Japan a couple of years ago that had never even been in a boat, let alone get to fish. <laughs> awesome. And uh, I got to net an eight-pound walleye for her before the class was over. It's, <laughs> oh how gosh. cool is that, right? And I could go on and on with the stories of uh, of the first or the most or the biggest that I've seen with these kids. And to watch them get fired up about something they might not have a lot of experience with, and then they take that back and share with their friends and family, and who knows how many of those kids 10 years from now are going to be fishaholics just like we are. Hey, Palm Wall is a lot of sushi, I'll tell you that. Hey, tell you what, Johnny, <laughs> let's, uh, let's, let's, it's a pretty good segue because uh, you talked about t- teaching the kids, and, and Mark brought that up. It's great. Talked about Lake Region State College. You've got a, a tournament, an, an event coming up the end of July that is just built around helping young people become better fishermen and learn more about the outdoors. Let's talk about that event you have coming up. Uh, July 20th and 29th. Yeah, so, you know, the the college and I have been working together for quite a while. They've been uh, a logo on my truck and my tournament jersey for years. And they use me quite a bit to go out to other schools in the area and tell the kids what the college has to offer and promote the fishing and the school and all that together. But I've been watching high school and college fishing just explode all around us. And you folks over there in Minnesota have the high school fishing thing just dialed in. It's oh, yeah. unbelievable. Yep. And we're thinking, you know, what better way to get some high school kids that will eventually be college students to come see our community, see our campus, catch a few fish while they're over here, compete in a tournament, and by the way, we're going to give some college scholarship money <clears throat> if you place high enough in the event. So we're trying our best to tap into this high school and college fishing uh, wave that's sweeping our country. Uh, And I don't know about you guys, but I went to a concrete jungle when I went off. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, me too. I got kicked out of every municipal golf course in the city of Akron, Ohio, that you can name. 
right? Because that was the only water I could find to fish inside, <laughs> inside the city. Yeah. If I would have known, I could have come to a place like Devil's Lake, North Dakota, take classes till 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, still have daylight in August and September till 9 o'clock at night, and could drive my car three miles from campus and catch limits of walleyes from the bank every day, guess where I would have gone to school? I just didn't know it existed. So we're just trying to attract those kids that they might not want to stay really close to home. We all understand that when we're college age, but they still love the outdoors. There's a great opportunity to come here, get an associate's degree, get your college education started, enjoy an incredible lake every day after school, maybe even shoot some ducks and geese in the fall. Who knows what, you know, ice fish all winter. Uh, so we're trying to get them exposed to our lake, to our campus, to our community, and I think this fishing tournament just might be the ticket to get them over. You know, we uh, we talk about the Devil's Lake's cast and blast all the time. Uh, Tanner Chimney is a good friend of ours. Susie's a great friend of ours as well, being our premier sponsor for many, many years. You're talking about the exact same. I can't, if I was younger, I'd be there, you know, because it's not a very big school. How many, what is the school population? Any idea, within reason? Boy, the stuff on campus is uh, 700, maybe, somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, we've got a very, very unique situation here as well that you can literally get an associate's degree and never step outside in the winter months. All the buildings are connected. Yeah. So uh, we've got kids that go to school in the middle of January in shorts and T-shirts and flip-flops. So the campus is really, really well designed. A small classroom sizes, right, when you don't have that many students on campus, you get much more one-on-one time with your professors, all that good stuff. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great opportunity. Now, even so all the, all the credits that, you're, that people get from Lake Region State College and Devils Lake, North Dakota, they, uh, they will transfer over to four-year colleges. So if you love the outdoor, you're a young guy and want to get away from mom and dad for a little bit, what the heck, give it a shot for a year or two. I think that's a wonderful idea. Uh, how many kids are we expecting for this tournament, and uh, what are the qualifications? So uh, as far as how many we're expecting, we're, we're keeping our fingers crossed. If we can get 20 teams, that would be 40 kids. We would be super ecstatic, right? This is the first year we're going to do this. We're not expecting hundreds and hundreds of students. From the angler side, that's a great opportunity to cash in on a couple hundred bucks for seminar or uh, scholarship money down the road. Uh, as far as uh, how it's going to work, uh, they're two-person teams. You come with a boat captain, so you have an adult. It's all catch and release, so yep. catch the fish, measure the fish, get a picture, write it down on a card. It's multi-species, so if you think you're going to come here and just load up on walleyes and win the tournament, that's probably not how it's going to work. Uh, we're going to let you catch walleye, northern pike, yellow perch, white bass, whatever you can catch, there's score points for length, right? So we'll convert length to points. We'll add up your five largest of each species that you weigh in or turn in on your card. And at the end of the day, that's how uh, how we're going to have the winner. So the rules meeting will be the night before the tournament on our campus. We're going to ask that you take a little time, walk around the campus, see what we have to offer. We're going to feed you a meal. And then the tournament is the next day. You can launch from a variety of places. You don't have to leave from one boat ramp, which will help us with weather. We get a, a little bit of wind. You don't have to fish the windy side of the lake. Right. And uh, we're just going to see how it goes. Like I said, it's our first time. I'm sure there'll be a, a hiccup here or there being the first time. But, again, it's all about exposing kids 
to our lake, our community, and our college, letting them have a good time and, and hopefully see a couple of them come back <clears throat> down the road. You know, I tell you what, I, I can picture – a few kids from the Twin City area. Most of our listeners, of course, live are in the state of Minnesota. We're uh, a podcast with you guys on Tuesdays for the rest of the world. But uh, I can see a, a number of families saying, yes, listen, the kid wants to do this. Uh, let's go out there. I'm sure you've got housing. I know you talked about some of the hotels that are really well priced for you guys. Have some kid go out there with mom and dad and spend a few days out there. Check out the area, get in the tournament and meet some people and see if it's for them. That's a great, great idea. Sam's got a question. Yeah, and you know what? Coming from a, a parent's standpoint, if uh, I got to send my kids off to school, what better place to send them than somewhere I want to go visit them? <laughs> to visit me, right? There you so go. Come on, mom and dad, if you're listening, send your kids to Devil's Lake and then say, hey, instead of coming home for um, for Labor Day weekend, how about if we come out to Devil's Lake and spend some time with you, right? We'll, we'll get bring the whole my family involved before it's over with. No wonder you're a success. That is a great, great idea. Johnny, uh, how did, what last thing, how do people find this site or whatever you got it promoted, promoted someplace? So they can go to uh, lrsc.edu, that's Lake Region State College, the initials, lrsc.edu. That's the college website. There's a, a link there for the tournament. Uh, the rules are up there. Our, a sample of our scorecard is up there. The registration form, you can do it all online right from that website. Or if they want to call me and talk about it personally, I don't mind sharing my phone number if it's all right with you guys. Give it a shot. All right. It's 701-371-9431. And uh, if I don't answer, just leave a message. Uh, what it's about, I'll give you a jingle back, and I'll answer all the questions you have. Uh, about the tournament, about Devil's Lake, anything you want to know about fishing. All right, Johnny Cannell, thanks for being on the Four Outdoors. I'm going to tell you what, on the 28th and 29th of July, we're going to try to get up there ourselves. We visit Susie at least once a summer, and uh, I'm going to try to be up there at that time to meet you and, and uh, see how this thing goes and, and help in any way we can as well. Thank you, Johnny Candle. We'll spread the word on our site. Thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsman, and be safe and enjoy your new boat. Yeah, have a great spring. Catch a bunch of fish this summer. You take care, sir. Bye-bye. Be right back with uh, Nate Peranto, I think it is. He's uh, owns co-owner of Della Bay Custom Rods. If I won $1,000, I would pay off my debts. Everybody wants to get paid. What would you do with an extra $1,000? Yes, give me my money! Paying bills, gas for the summer, or some extra vacation cash? If I won $1,000... Oh, God. Go on vacation somewhere? Go on a shopping spree. A new wardrobe? I'd buy a new motorcycle. Whatever it is, Bob FM wants to foot the bill. Tune in Monday morning at 8 to learn how you could win Bob's bankroll. $1,000? That's what my house is worth! Your chance at $1,000 cash four times every weekday. I just won $1,000! Bob FM's going to pay off your bills with Bob's Bankroll. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devils. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devils Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilsleknd.com. 
It's no longer a secret that Balsam Beach Resort features beautiful cabins and Lake Plantagenet is one of northern Minnesota's most productive fisheries. But maybe RV camping is your thing. You're in luck. Balsam Beach offers full utility hookups, cable TV, boat launch, and dock space for a minimal fee, and access to every family-filled amenity that Balsam Beach offers. Treat your family to pressure-free week of making family memories. Visit balsambeachresort.com. Dezeal Heating and Air Conditioning has let the dogs out, and their two-fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dezeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two-fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at DezealHVAC.com. That's D-E-Z-I-E-L-HVAC.com. Spring is right around the corner, and you just remembered your trailer needs to be serviced before the season starts. Crystal Welding has you covered. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Mark here for my favorite power sports dealer, Power Lodge. Why do I love Power Lodge? They just donated a loaded CF Moto C-Force 600 ATV as the grand prize for this year's Minnesota-bound crappie contest on Lake Minnetonka, May 7th, to benefit Fishing for Life. How cool is that? You can check out the grand prize or other models in the new lineup of CF Moto ATVs at the Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Plenty in stock and ready to ride. Hey, the boys are back. We're going to talk with Nate in a couple of seconds here. Nate, hang on if you would, because Mark's going to do a few shout-outs, please. Thank you, everyone, for writing in to the Four Outdoorsmen shout-out. All you have to do to get mentioned on the radio is comment on our weekly shout-out Facebook post. Just comment, and we'll read anything within reason. Uh, We have some great ones. Thanks, everyone, for writing in. Steve Rennenberg says, Still slaying crappies in the Ely area. Most lakes have over three feet of ice yet. That's incredible. Wow. Three feet of ice. Twin Cities Wallace Unlimited says, Happy Sunday, everyone. Great meeting last Thursday night with Matt Klug from MK Fishing Guide Service. If you guys love walleyes and live in the Twin Cities areas, check out Twin Cities Wallace Unlimited. They're a great organization. Bill Katz says, At the Wild Game with Grandson, have a great show, guys. Jesse Koskanimi is scouting for some turkey. Has a picture of some great-looking toms right there. Brian Amerg says, High school fishing term, tourney in Devil's Lake. Mata Midai fishing team says, Challenge accepted. Good for you, Brian. Get those guys out there. Uh, and Corey Bechtold is showing off some new bluegill um, versions of his Macula Tackle. So check out Macula Tackle on What's Working Now Facebook page from Corey Bechtold. All that free commercial stuff. We don't get a penny from those guys. Yeah. I did get some sweet jigs. Though. Did you? <laughs> hey, Nate Peronto, thanks for being on the 4 Outdoorsman. Are you there, sir? Yes, I'm here. Thanks so much for having me on. You bet. Well, I tell you what, uh, we like to have – now you're a local guy, and I know we're going to talk about Delabay Custom Rods. That's going to be the bulk of our conversation. But uh, where are you from? You're from the northeastern suburbs. Where, you, where were you born and raised? I was born and raised in White Bear Lake. Oh, heck, that's my neck we're of the woods. We're all neighbors then. Yeah. <clears throat> Sam is – I mean, Mark is a, a Lionel Lakes guy, and I'm Vadness right now, and, and raised my kids in Montemidai. So uh, 
We were bucking heads back and forth for many, many years. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, man. I actually uh, at a friend's house in Matamidi right now. Well, well it's, we're neighbors. We'll Go stop. Zephyrs, right? Yeah, stop by 758 oh, Garth. On the, after the interview, I'm going to go out and have a couple of beers and, with these guys. You can stop by 758 Garso Lane in Badness Heights. <laughs> my, wife home is, my wife's home right now. Stop and have a cocktail. She'll, she'll take care of you. Or anybody you. listening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or anybody listening. Yeah, that's it. that was my buddy Sam. Sweetheart, I love you. Lock the door. Turn the, turn the lights off. Nate Peronto owns a company called Della Bay Custom Rods. How did you get involved in fishing, and how did you get involved? How does that transfer from, oh, just loving to fish, into making your own custom rods? Well, I would say my business partner and good friend Sam Guidarelli started everything. We uh, met in college, going to school at the University of Minnesota Duluth, and uh, he was actually a random roommate we found off of Craigslist, and uh, we got pretty lucky because I ended up hitting it off with him, and I was in his wedding. Uh, he, he was kind of uh, building rods for fun on the side in college, and he started with ice rods because that was the, the cheapest route to do it when you're oh, a yeah. college kid. And uh, he showed me how to build them, and then eventually, after we graduated, I moved out to Montana, and he continued to build rods and and was able to build a demand through family and friends to a point where uh, it made sense for him to start a business and. Uh, saw that I was doing a lot of fishing out, out in Montana and uh, kind of doing a little bit of social media work for my own personal pages. And he asked if I'd be interested in helping out uh, promote the company. And uh, I was all about it. Gave me another good reason to fish more, so couldn't complain about that. And uh, eventually uh, moved back to Minnesota about four years ago and, and uh, have been hit, hitting it hard ever since. You know, we're talking with Nate Peranto, Della Bay Custom Rods. He's right here in the Twin City area someplace. You know, Montana, every time someone says the word Montana, I've only been there once. And my wife and I went out to, uh, to be in uh, a wedding of a good friend of ours. We were in Bozeman, Montana. And I just, Montana just makes me think, man, that's, it's heaven. Oh. heaven. Bob. How long were you on Montana in Montana, and how hard was it to come back? I was out there for about five years, and uh, I originally moved out to work the summer in Glacier National Park. So that kind of gives you an idea of how hard it was for me to come back when I was originally planning to go for the summer and uh, turned it into a five-year stay. Yeah, good for you. Talking about your fishing rods again right now, what what makes your fishing rods different than some of the other fishing rods, or are you making them custom for every individual who gives you a phone call? Uh, that's definitely something that we do very frequently. Um, we have our our standard models that we have on the website and we use the highest end components on all of our rods, uh, recoil guides. We have our own, uh, uh, cork handles that have a little recessed slot in them for the reel seat that people really like. It keeps your uh, reel from sliding around on our ice rod models. And, uh, they're all handmade in Elk River, Minnesota by Sam and myself. And we actually, uh, hired a, other builders this winter to keep up with demand good for you good for you so are you doing this as a full-time business right now uh sam just went full-time this winter i'm still part-time myself but moving in the right direction we got to see you on shark tank man we'll get we'll get look at we'll, we'll help you out there uh, mark you got a question yeah so um 
how, how many rods can you guys actually make? Are you in retailers yet, or is it just online kind of stuff? Um, most of our rods are online, but we have gotten into a few stores this past winter. Uh, Blue Ribbon Baits and Northwoods Bait and Tackle up in Bemidji are a couple of our Minnesota spots. Also, Cook's Hardware in Malacca. And then we have a few stores out in Montana from that I had connections with work at out there and then uh wood sports outdoor headquarters up in ontario and in winnipeg where are these rods being produced are they done in your garage you got a got a, a factory someplace yeah they're actually all built in sam's basement right there now. you go there you go upset up there and he uh just added on to the back of the garage that'll be our uh our shop he's pretty excited to Get started in there. We do uh, open water rods as well, so he's pretty excited to have a, a ceiling where he can actually stand rods up and not uh, scrape against the ceiling. Yeah, that's awesome. Let's talk about your background, okay? Now, what, who was your mentor when you were growing up, and how did you, how old were you when you started fishing and absolutely fell in love with the sport? Um, probably my dad for sure. Just uh, getting started young, you know, going fishing local docks for sunfish and stuff like that and then uh eventually we we have this uh family trip that we go on every year to lake capitogama where we rent a houseboat with the the boys on my dad's side of the family and you have to be uh over 14 to to be allowed to go on the trip and then it's kind of like uh what happens on the trip stays on the trip kind of deal so you gotta be old enough to uh know to keep your mouth shut when you get home and there you we go fish walleyes all day every day and just have a blast and that's definitely a big reason why i love fishing i looked at your uh looked at your website and uh facebook stuff and one of the things i noticed on um one of your fishing rods i'm not even sure right now if it was if it was hard water or or, or uh open water fishing rod i was just i it was kind of a close-up but the eyes of your fishing rods and maybe they're not all the same were extremely flexible. I'd never seen that before. You can actually take the eye of the fishing rod and bend it right down, and it'll snap right back. Is that something? Who designed that? That's a that's a pretty cool idea. So those are recoil guides. They're they're made uh, in in the U.S. It's from a company called uh, REC Components, and it's titanium guides. They're super duper light, and like you said, flexible, which is excellent fishing outside with your ice rod because when you're fishing outside and it's cold you get ice up when the line uh, water comes up your line into the guys and freezes and with those flexible guys you can just give them a quick flick and the ice pops right off keeps the fishing longer keeps the rod extremely light and sensitive and we use them on all our ice rods what uh, how long is the how long has the uh, Della bay custom rods been in business we've been uh, a, officially a company since 2015. So you see, so you're still there, and you're still you're still selling rods. What's a good month for you guys? Are you busy? Are you are you making rods and selling rods twelve months out of the year? And if so, what's a good month for you guys to sell rods? What's the what's I'm, the number of rods is what I'm trying to talk about. Oh gosh, that's a good question. Sam would probably be better at answering that one, but we do build them year round. I would say that ice rods are our bread and butter right now. That's when we're the busiest. Is enough. The hard water season, mm-hmm. but uh, a few hundred a month, I would say. Oh, that's good. Yeah, right. right. But we had, we did a lot of ice shows this winter, like the St. Paul show oh. and Duluth and things like that. And we had our 
our vendors that we had to uh, fill up, and then lots of online sales and things. So, hundred ballpark. You give yourself a lot of credit because a lot of guys think about doing these kind of things. They talk about, I have a couple of beers, they draw some things on a piece of paper, and that's about it. And to follow through with something like that that could turn into the real dream for for you is is pretty special. So uh, uh, be proud of yourself. What's it going to take for you to jump into this ball game full time? Um, just more demand. You know, the more people that know about it, spread the word, uh, getting into more stores and things like that is is uh, the next step. And and a big part of that is doing all of our social media work and making videos and things like that, promoting it, which is just something that I like to work on as well. Good for you. The competition must be unbelievable in that business, but you're, you're doing a, a lot better than the most is from what I can tell, unless you're really the big, big shots. And hopefully get into some of the big, big stores like uh, – you know, Cabela's and Shields and who knows where else by in, uh, in a couple of years or so. Uh, that We're talking again with, with Nick, uh, Nate Peranto from uh, Della Bay Custom Rods. And uh, can I get into something personal right now? Because you, you started it. You, you spread the word already. Can, I, can we talk about this? You know what I'm talking about, right? Absolutely. All right. Uh, Nate is, uh, I don't know how this ha- how you find out about this. Uh, Nate, I might have shared, I, I, I donated a kidney in, in August, so this... This touches my heart. I saw a Facebook post that you put out that says, man, I need some help. And you are, you are on the transplant list right now. Um, and you're saying, hey, you know, this is Facebook. Someone who's got the same blood type as I do, eh, give it a shot. And uh, I did, and I'm alive, and someone else is going to help you too. Tell us about your journey. What's going on with, the, with your, your physical condition? So, yeah, my sir pretty much shot right now i found out back in november um i was wasn't feeling well was working at the blaine hardwater expo on on my feet all day and uh kind of thought i was just tired from when i came home saturday evening i realized there was a lot of fluid on my legs that were super duper swollen and it was pretty alarming so i i went to the hospital the next day and got lab work done tests and things like that and then my doctor called me a few hours later and was like you need to go to the er now your kidneys are in rough shape and uh it's just been kind of a whirlwind from there i stayed in the the hospital for five days and the doctor ended up diagnosing me with iga nephropathy which is autoimmune disease where uh, my immune system attacks my kidneys uh had been going on for a while. They're in really bad shape, and he said that I need to get a kidney, kidney transplant and and go on dialysis. So, so that's kind of what I've been dealing with. Uh, well, how long ago did you find this out? Just a couple of weeks. November. November. November is when you started feeling badly. So was it November as well when you found out, ma'am, I'm going to need I'm going to need yeah. the kidney. November is when I yeah. when November is when I found out. What is your blood type? Uh, o positive. Well. So, is, oh no, O positive. Can't anybody help you out then? Does it have to be a particular blood type to help O positive? Yeah, it has to be O blood type O to uh, receive, but it's it's a universal donor. But you have to be O some type of O to receive that type of kidney. But they do have a program, the the kidney transplant pro, pro, program called the Paired Exchange Program. Right, so they're coming out there that's interested in donating that doesn't have um, my match, 
they get on a list and they basically you can swap with someone else that right. has. Right. Uh, I was I was made aware of that when I went through the process as as well. Have you got any uh, any takers at anybody in the pipeline who is going through the process to hopefully help you? Um, since I put the video out, I've had a lot of people reach out and tell me that they've they've begun the screening process to see if they match. But I haven't. It's I mean I I posted this video just a couple of days ago and it's been crazy uh, the amount of responses I've gotten, but nothing as far as finding a match yet well i'll tell you what the screening process is really 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 long and the very 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 in-depth when i went through it it took it took almost two years for me to go through it because i was not a, a, a relative or anything like that and and uh uh you never know i was a long shot and uh we went through it and my buddy al is doing great right now he's probably listening right now in arizona and uh uh, it's going to happen to you as well. So we're going to spread the word for you. If you don't mind, we're going to put some of this information on our website and spread it on our Facebook page and all of that. And I will share with people how to uh, uh, how to do how to start their screening. They you can go to the Fairview. Let's see where I went. Here we go. If somebody wants to just listen to this, we'll put it on the Facebook page as well. But the uh, kidney area of University of Minnesota Fairview Hospitals call six one two three six five ten eighty eight. Six one two three six five ten eighty eight, and they'll answer all your questions and begin the screening process that way. Someone's going to turn up, young man, and uh, uh, you're going to be fine. It just you have to be patient and stay alive for a while. <laughs> you're going to do it. Appreciate that. All right. Uh, I'd like to encourage everyone that's listening. You know, asking for someone to donate their kidney is a huge ask, and like I can't even imagine considering to do that for a stranger, but. If you're wanting to help but maybe not take that much of a leap, if you're able to share that video or share the links that are posted out there to try and get it in front of more people, I'd be greatly appreciated. You bet. You bet. And if you do happen to uh, to consider the donation, uh, you might get lucky like me. I didn't know my wife had a scar fetish till after I donated a kidney. So <laughs> I, got, I got lucky, man. I got lucky. <laughs> hey, Nate, take care of yourself. I'm pulling for you. I'm going to stay in touch with you. I'd like to sit down with you and have a cup of coffee and whatnot and tell you, uh, what I went through with my buddy Al when he comes back from Arizona, we're going to sit down and have lunch because he's gone through what you're going through, and it might be nice to talk to him as well, all right? Awesome. Thank you again so All much right. For- That's Nate Peranto, Della Bay Custom Rods. Give him a call. And, again, we're pulling for a young man. Thanks, everybody, to, uh, for listening to The Four Outdoorsman. Thanks to Johnny Candle and, of course, uh, Nate Peranto, who just was on the show with us as well. And every day truly is a gift. Sam is here. Aaron's here. My buddy Mark is here. And... Well, Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.